Hello, thanks for checking out the KZMC podcast. My name is April Zaire, and I'm an associate pastor at KZMC. This podcast is a recording of sermon teachings from our 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning worship gatherings. We release a new episode every Tuesday. If you're looking to check out our Sunday mornings, you can find our live stream over on our YouTube channel on Kingsfield Zurich Mennonite Church. We'd also love to have you join us in person. You can find out all the details about our Sunday mornings on our website, kzmc.ca. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thank you. Let's just pray um, as the scriptures sink into our hearts and then as our uh, four others come forward. Let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit would uh, just flow in through among us this morning and out on live stream to everyone who is connecting in. God, teach us, coach us, guide us, nudge us, push us, we pray, to be your people. Thank you for the scriptures that were read. May it sink deep into our hearts. The words that are shared this morning, may we hear what is said. God, thank you for these stories that will be shared. Thank you. Amen. So I'm going to call Kevin, or no, Carrie. Carrie's going to start us off, and then Kevin, and then the band's going to come up, do a couple songs, and then we've got two more. Good morning. Thank you for smiling. (laughs) Um, So James also read um, the words I'll be reading, um, the words of Paul in Romans 5, 1 to 5. Oh, sorry, Charlie. It was Charlie. So thank you, Charlie. Um, So please turn with me now if you wish to follow along. Romans 5, 1 to 5. The message that Paul gives us is one of peace and joy and hope for the future. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, with whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that sufferings produce perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God has poured out his love into our hearts and by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. I think that Paul is telling us that we are complete in Christ, and through our faith, as believers, we stand in a place of privilege. Paul says, this grace in which we now stand. But he doesn't stop there. He also wants us to grow and explains how suffering can lead to hope. Verses 3 and 4 say, We also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, 
perseverance, character, and character, hope. We have been saved. We are complete in Christ. Our acceptance with him is secure. But we also must rejoice in our sufferings. I like to journal, and I'm constantly amazed when I go back and read about the trials and suffering that God has brought me through. I know now that there were things I needed to learn through my suffering, and looking back, I can see the blessings that have come out of them. At one time, I was living in a constant state of fear. God brought me through that, and my fear has been replaced with peace. Years later, I walked away from an unhealthy relationship. It was a long-term relationship, and it was extremely hard. But God brought me through it and replaced my pain with joy. Rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. God will turn our pain into hope. Take a moment to think about the difficult times he has brought you through. Think back to the place you were, and compare it now to the place where you're at. Know that he will bring you through the difficult times to come. We might not rejoice because of our sufferings, but we can rejoice in them. Tough times help us to grow in determination, to endure, to help us develop character. And if we're determined to trust and stay on the path that God has designed for us, we can be confident that we will reach the other side of our suffering. Be confident in what God is doing. We are complete in Christ. He is with us always. Never give up hope. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. God has already put us in a place of privilege. Again, Paul calls it this grace in which we now stand. Know that he is with you in your suffering, and know that he will continue to walk alongside you during any obstacle you might face. Kaelin read from Proverbs uh, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. I'm going to start by reading the lyrics to a song um, by a band called Sixpence None the Richer that uh, um, the song's inspired by verse 5. And if I would have been a little more organized, I would have headed up on the overhead freeze to watch. But we're going to go that this morning, do this this morning. So it goes, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Don't worry about tomorrow. He's got it under control. Just trust in the Lord with all your heart, and he will carry you through. Lord, sometimes it gets so tough to keep my eyes on you when things are going rough. But then I turn my eyes up to the sky, and I hear your voice, and it says to me, this is silly. It goes back to the verse, back to the chorus, um, trust in the Lord with all your heart, 
and lead on out on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Don't worry about tomorrow. He's got it under control. Just trust in the Lord with all your heart, and he will carry you through. So I'm going to sort of share from um, uh, how this scripture has had uh, renewed meaning for me over the last 18 months, in particular as being a part of the leadership team. Okay. As I remember, it was early August of 20, uh, 2021 that Pastor Ryan told the leadership team that he was accepting a position at the uh, ONMB and was planning on leaving KZMC by mid-October. I immediately had two thoughts race through my mind. First, I'm gonna be on another pastoral search team, which I wasn't looking forward to. And second, there are a lot of details that a lead pastor looks after that someone else is gonna have to do now. And while it wasn't easy, Things came together as needed, and we got through to Christmas. Early in, early in September of that same year, or might, it may have been October, uh, Ed Williams, who was uh, ONMB executive director at that time, told the leadership team that he may have a transitional pastor for us to consider. Um, enter Craig Frere. Over the next number of weeks, the leadership team had a, a bunch of conversations with Craig regarding coming to KZMC and serving with the leadership team as a transitional pastor with a proposed start date of January the 2nd and serving for a year with the possibility of an extension if, if needed. I thought, cool, God has provided this. And then as if I really, as if to see if I really did trust God would provide, Craig got back to us and told us that he had been interviewed for a potential full-time job unrelated to ministry that would allow him to fulfill his personal vision for St. Catherine's ministry that he was hoping to start. And I thought to myself, God, really? <laughs> but... God did provide for us in a roundabout way, because after Craig, after his interview, Craig wasn't offered the job, and he did come to serve here faithfully starting January 2nd. Uh, early August of 22, uh, Craig, Craig um, told us he wouldn't be able to fulfill his year commitment um, for family health reasons, which was understandable. But once again, Proverbs 3, 5 rang in my ears again. Through the many gifts that God has blessed us with as a congregation, we were able to continue on more or less as normal, albeit with some added stress, which gets us here today. 
I know for certain that God will provide us with a, a new lead pastor. Perhaps it will be David Wicks, or maybe God, but God has somebody else in mind. I don't know. What I do know, he will provide someone in his time, not mine, and I'm learning to be okay with that. Well, good morning. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Sean Granger. Uh, hello online to Madison, especially watching in North Bay. Uh, when Deb asked me to do this, I just couldn't wait to get up here. <laughs> if you know me, you know that's not true at all. Like I said, Deb asked me to do this. She sent an email, I think in December, and I did what most people would do. I ignored it, <laughs> hoping she would forget or move on to someone else. But Deb being Deb didn't forget or move on. Instead, she found me at church and said, Hey, Sean, what did you think of that email I sent you? It took another week for me to agree, and here we are now. It turns out agreeing was the easy part, but then I had to think about what I was going to say. My thoughts kept going back to a marriage retreat that Christine and I attended with some friends from this church in January of 2020. The speaker that weekend talked about praying with your spouse and how powerful that is in growing and protecting your marriage. There was a lot of scripture, and one evening as he was speaking, I felt convicted that I wasn't reading the Bible. It seemed every time I picked it up and started reading, my thoughts would wander. In the past, I had tried an app where you read the scripture and just check it off. That lasted about two days. I talked with him later that evening and confessed that I don't read the Bible. He told me that in his opinion, people struggle reading the Bible because they think that when they open it up, fireworks will shoot out of it or something magical will happen. Reading the Bible is a discipline that God wants us to do. We need to know the truth so we can recognize the lies. The speaker also confirmed to me about who I am in Christ. It was a powerful moment, and I couldn't hold back from crying. I go back to that moment. I go back to that moment every now and then. It was then that I started to read the Bible differently than I ever had. Since then, I've read the Bible front to back. I've never done that before. In closing, I would encourage you to do two things. Number one, if you have a spouse, pray with them and pray for them. I can tell you it makes a difference. Number two, read your Bible. It's the best source of truth we have. I believe God will reveal to you what he wants you to see and hear.
and just in case Dave is watching, uh, Micah 6.8, he has shown you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Dorothy Dietrich, for anyone that doesn't know me. The thoughts I want to share this morning are reflections about gratitude and being thankful. The psalmist has said, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. A few years ago at Our Lady's Retreat, our speaker, Patty Ollies, talked about gratitude. She told us when her husband, Clive, was diagnosed with terminal cancer, they started keeping a gratitude journal. Every day they wrote down something they were thankful for, and it helped them navigate their journey when things became more and more difficult. Little did I know then what was ahead in my life, but listening to her testimony inspired me to start a gratitude journal of my own, a habit I still work to keep alive, although I do lapse sometimes. First Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 in the NIV tells us, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ. We might be thinking, it's impossible to give thanks for everything. There's so many problems in our lives and the world is full of trouble. How can we be thankful for everything? But let's look again. First Thessalonians does not tell us to be thankful for everything, but to be thankful in everything. There's a difference. When we are in hard times, the challenge is to recognize the blessings, the gifts from God in the midst of our difficulties that we need to thank him for. As many of you know, my life has had some major challenges the last few years. Caring for my husband, Bob, while dementia slowly robbed me of the man he used to be was not easy. Being his sole caregiver when he was still at home was very taxing, very exhausting. What helped to keep me going was trying to keep an attitude of gratitude for God's many blessings along the way. Not the least of which was, and still is, the marvelous support we've had from family, 
church family, neighbors, and friends. God has been very good. A year ago, Bob was admitted to the rest home. Then it was not long until I learned that I needed critical open heart surgery. Was I thankful? No, definitely not. But I was encouraged and grateful to be referred to a highly recommended surgeon who put me on the, his emergency list. And he was able to do the surgery in July before it was too late. As critical as things were, when I climbed onto that operating table, I could feel the prayers of God's people holding me up. And I was totally at peace. I was filled with gratitude, so thankful to have been spared long enough to get to the surgery. Thankful that I was in the hands of the best surgeon, and most importantly, I was in God's hands. The outcome was up to him. What better place could I be? We all experience trying difficult seasons in life. David in the Psalms was well acquainted with hard times. He often cried out to God about his hardships and was brutally honest with God about his despair, his fears, his sorrows. He didn't ignore or deny his troubles, but he was still able to recognize God's greatness and faithfulness and respond with praise and thanksgiving. He was rejuvenated and encouraged when he refocused and saw God for who he is and that his hand was in control of everything. We do well to learn from him. Someone once said, seeds of discouragement cannot grow in a grateful heart. We all find seeds of discouragement in our hearts at times. We need to learn how to stop them and keep them from growing. I know for me, remembering to notice my blessings and thanking God for them lifts me when discouragement tries to take over. There's always something to be thankful for. I heard of a man who always thanked God every day for the good weather. Thank you, God, that today is a good day. Then one day, the weather was horrible. Maybe a little like last Friday, I don't know. But anyway, this is what he prayed. Thank you, Lord, that not every day is like today. There's always something we can find to be thankful for. First Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 again. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus.